right through the fiery furnace flame. And then he walked on the sea one stormy night and he made it calm again. He'll do the same for you. And then he walked to the top of Golgotha's hill and they nailed him to the tree. But then he walked right down in the belly of hell and he set the captive free. He held the keys to death and hell when he came up out of the grave. And then he went back up to heaven and now he's on the throne to stay. So, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, tell me, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, he's all right, he's all right, he's all right. Oh, tell me, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, tell me, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, he's all right, he's all right, he's all right. Oh, well, he filled me with the Holy Ghost and he's all right. He filled me with the Holy Ghost and he's all right. He filled me with the Holy Ghost and he's all right. He's all right, he's all right, he's all right. Well, he really blew our mind. He turned water into wine. Then he set the master's calling. If you're hungry, come and dine. He fed the hungry masses with a little bit of bread. He had pity on the widow, raised her son up from the dead. When we were all still sinners, they nailed him to the tree. But he let them crucify him so you could be set free. So what do you think about Jesus? Oh, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, show me how do you feel about Jesus? Oh, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. Oh, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. Well, he really blew our mind. He turned water into wine. Then he said, the master's calling, if you're hungry, come and die. He fed the hungry masses with a little bit of bread. He had pity on the widow, raised her son up from the dead. When we were all still sinners, they nailed him to the tree. But he let them crucify him so you could go set free. So what do you think about Jesus? Oh, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, what do you think about Jesus? Oh, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. And he is God in the Father. He's God in the Son. He's God in the Holy Ghost. The Lord our God is one. I know God is God. And God don't never change. I know God is God. 
and Jesus is his name. Well, he's God in the Father, revealed in the Son, sent back in the Holy Ghost. The Lord our God is one. I know God is God. Oh, you need to turn the Holy Ghost loose. You need to worship him a little bit tonight. Well, he's God when I'm dancing. And you think I should chill? But honey, if this runs you wrong, I'll be more vile still. Because God is God. Oh, because God is God. And Jesus, let you hear that again. Well, he's God when I'm dancing. And you think I should chill? But honey, if this runs you wrong, I'll be more vile still. Because God loves praise. Hallelujah. Some of you need to step out there. Oh, he's God when I'm dancing. And you think I should chill. But honey, if this rubs you wrong, I'll be more vile still. Because God is God. Because God is God. And Jesus is his name. Well, he won the war in heaven. He won at Calvary. He'll win at Armageddon. Then he'll reign eternally because he's God, God, God. And God don't never change. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Me. Oh, you don't know like I know what he done for me. Oh, you don't know like I know what he done for me. What the Lord has done for me. Oh, you can't show it like I can show it. What he done for me. You can't show like I can show what he done for me. You can't show like I can show what he done for me. What the Lord has done for me well he filled me with the holy ghost that's what he's done for me he filled me with the holy ghost that's what he's done for me he filled me with the holy ghost that's what he's done for me what the lord has done for me well he washed my sins away that's what he done for me he washed my sins away that's what he done for me he washed my sins away that's what he's done for me what the lord has done for me thank you jesus hebrew chapter 10 verse 19 having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest mm. <laughs> boldness undeniable right undisputable access having boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of jesus by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh verse 22 let us draw near with a in full assurance of faith let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance i want to preach for just a little bit tonight i don't intend to preach long draw near in full assurance hallelujah draw near <laughs> in full assurance can we do it one more time just before we're seated can you draw near to the holy ghost hallelujah 
draw near in full assurance. Jesus. Hey man, you may be seated. Acts chapter 3 verse 5, it says that the lame man who sat by the gate called Beautiful gave heed unto Peter and John, expecting to receive something of them. He gave heed. I want you to give heed to the preaching tonight. And I want you to give heed to what the Spirit is moving in here tonight and doing. I want you to give heed to what you're feeling in here tonight. But the Bible says he gave heed expecting to receive. That expecting, he had a joyful patience. He didn't have it yet, but he was expecting. He had, he, he had anticipation. There was a joyful patience on his face. There was anticipation in his countenance because he was expecting to receive something. I'm preaching about draw near in full assurance. Draw near in full assurance. Draw near to the holiest of all in full assurance, in complete confidence. You know, I... When you got a birthday coming along and you know when you was a kid, your mom or your dad promised you, well, I'm going to get you something for your birthday. And, and, and you've been eyeballing that big red bike down at the store. Birthday rolls around. You wake up expecting. Somebody said amen. You wake up expecting. You don't climb out of bed and say, today's my birthday. And I'm supposed to get a big red bike. My daddy promised it to me. Something wrong with that story there, ain't there? Knock, knock. Porch lights on. Anybody home? No siree. You come down the stairs or up from the basement or in from the hay mow or wherever you camped out. And you got a smile on your face. And you're expecting, you're expecting to receive something. Hallelujah. There's a little bit of drawing near in full assurance. That is your right. Every saint of God. Every seeker of the Holy Ghost. Every backslider or lukewarm person 
that is repented in their heart and says, God, God, I want to do right. There's a drawing near in full assurance that is your right. Not because you earned it. I'll tell you where the right comes from later. Not because you've walked the chalk long enough. Not because you do enough Hail Marys. Not because you give your tithes long enough to make up for being a bad boy or a bad girl for your whole life long. No siree. There is a full assurance that is provided by God and God alone. It's just, it's just His benevolence. It's His grace. It's His unmerited favor that He shines upon us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. It wasn't because uh, I was raised in a Christian home or because at the age of 11 I got tired of stealing and cussing and running around being a sinner and knowing I was going to hell and knowing I might wake up any day and my mom and daddy be gone and I'd be left to face the Antichrist. Uh, it wasn't because uh, I, I, I all of a sudden decided at a young tender age uh, that I want the Lord, that the Lord shown his favor on me. It was his goodness. It was his goodness. The goodness of the Lord brought me to repentance when I was still a vile and rotten sinner. I want you to know and when it goes on past uh, the, 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 the altar of repentance uh, and you get past the labor of baptism uh, or entering on into the holiest of all uh, in the presence of the Holy Ghost uh, is still something that is just the blessing of God. Uh, it's unmerited. Uh, it's a blessed assurance we have based on the work that he accomplished based on the fact that his body was rent and opened the way into the holiest of all. It has nothing to do with how good I am or you am. Jesus told him in Acts chapter 1 verse 5, he said, John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized. He said, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. In Acts chapter 2, verse 39, we all know what Peter said. After he commanded them to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of their sins and that they would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all. Everybody say all. That includes all. That includes you. That doesn't leave out one person. That doesn't leave out one sinner. That doesn't leave out one murderer. That doesn't leave out one Baptist, Methodist, uh, Catholic, uh, Pentecostal that's backslid. That doesn't leave out one Pentecostal that's learned this new charismatic. They teach you how to talk in tongues. I want you to know you can even receive the Holy Ghost uh, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. Uh, it's for all, 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 even as many as the Lord our God shall call. To all, everybody. There's no one omitted. It isn't, well, you know, maybe there's something different about my situation. Yeah, friend, there's nothing different about anybody's situation. We're all born under sin. Every last one of us know what it's like. Some of us receive the Holy Ghost like that. And some of us receive the Holy Ghost like this. And some of us receive the Holy Ghost like this. And some of us, you know, about every last one of us. How many here can testify that the Holy Ghost is for you? How many here got it the first night you sought it? Raise your hand. 
not as many hands flew up all of a sudden. You know why? Because people like to, like to earn their way into something, and it takes a while for them to figure out that you can't earn your way into it. I'm talking about drawing near in full assurance. Draw near in full assurance. Jesus said, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And he said, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm going to send the Holy Ghost. I'm going to send the comforter. And you will not be left alone. In John chapter 7, he, he stood up that last day, the great day of the feast. And he lifted up his voice and he said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water and this spake he of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive for as yet the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified there is uh, that promise of God it is a blessed assurance you can draw near to the holiest and to the Holy Ghost in full assurance I'm talking about drawing near with a true heart that's a heart that says I believe God that's a heart that wakes up and says oh it's my birthday no 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 it's a heart, a heart that wakes up and says it's my birthday and the Lord has promised me a new birth in the Holy Ghost and I know that he's faithful and he told me it's for all and God don't lie can't lie never lie and ain't gonna start lying it's for all and I'm ready now to receive it I'm ready to draw near I'm gonna draw near with a true heart believe in my father believing that every good and precious gift cometh down from above from the father of lights there's no variableness in him not even a shadow of turning there's not even a remote question in the recesses of God's infinite mind as to whether or not he has prepared the holiest of all for you he's prepared it all for you I remember a boy by the name of Shandon Roberts he was down in Texas somewhere I didn't know him at that time he was at a couple of big wig churches. I'm not being smart out, just big names. And and he was just coming to the Lord. And he got baptized, repented of his sins. But never got the Holy Ghost. He moved back to California. And uh he uh he came to our home church. And I'm trying to remember, I think I might have already been gone, or maybe I was just getting ready to head out evangelizing. But uh, he came, and there was a special service, and he was up praying. And I remember praying with him. And afterwards, I started talking to him about it. I asked him, I said, well, have you received the Holy Ghost? He said, yes. And you know how it is. If you've been in the altar long enough, you know how to check all the uh, vital signs. I said, well, did you receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? He said, no, no, I didn't receive it like that he said uh, tongues is not for me um, that's not my gift well <laughs> said you're right about that that's God's gift God's gift to you or whatever and we had a little Bible study there I talked to him well 
Uh, we prayed a little more. He went. He was from up in the hills from a neighboring church 30, 40 miles away. I didn't see him or hear from him no more. Well, a year later, evangelizing, I went by this church up in the hills, and who do I see? Shandon Roberts. I said, how you doing, Shandon? Did you got the Holy Ghost? He said, man, he said, I sure am getting close. Well, it was one of these unusual times. It was Christmas. And the, uh, the church there wanted to have revival right through Christmas. So it was, it was two years ago that we had Christmas on Sunday morning. The, the heathens had Christmas. <laughs> and uh, he came to church. The pastor said, look. If it's Christmas, this one everybody chooses to celebrate the birth of Christ. He said, I'm not canceling church. And everybody goes, he said, man, we're going to have church. So we had church. I said, I've always wanted to celebrate Christmas this way. Just have church, man. If they're, if they're celebrating Christmas because they're going to celebrate Christ coming into the world, man, they need to be having church. Now, I'm not talking about putting up heathen trees and bowing down before them. I don't do that. Hallelujah. He come to church. Had a smile on his face. He was drawing near with full assurance, brother. He was like this good brother back here. Praying with him. And I could tell, man, I mean, he is right there. He's all around the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost all around him. Somehow, somehow, we got to just, just that little, it's just that, just that minor adjustment, like a car that ain't running just exactly right, and a, a, a real knowledgeable mechanic just slips in there with a little screwdriver, while you, or, you know, you've got the hood up, and, and you're reaching around to get him a light, and he just twists that one little screw, and all of a sudden, that major engine overhaul is just humming like a bee. And you say, what'd you do? And it's just, it's just smooth and everything's fine. And he says, you're done. You can shut the hood. That's how close you are to the Holy Ghost. You think it's way out there somewhere. No, 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 no. It's, it's so close to you that you're overreaching it. That's right. And old Shandon. Bless his little heathen heart. He said, I only want one thing for Christmas. He said, I just want the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, I just want the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost was coming on him. I told him, that's it right there. Go ahead. You know how we do. Slap him on the back. Rub him on the head. Jerk on their chin. Turn loose. Let go. Hang on. Give up. Don't. And uh, I, I stopped and I said, look. So how come you don't just go ahead and talk in tongues? He said, I can't. I said, why, of course you can. I said, instead of, I said, instead of trying to say, I don't know what I told him. It don't matter what I told him. I didn't give him the Holy Ghost anyway. But, but he raised his hands back up. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost. 
He stood there. He talked in tongues kind of hesitantly for a little bit. Then he took off talking in tongues. Then he stood there talking in tongues for about 15 minutes. And when I come back a month or two later, he was the tongue-talkingest thing you ever saw. And I want to tell you what it's all about. It's because God... God made provision. He was feeling like, I can't. I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. But God said, draw near. Draw near with a true heart. Draw near with a heart of confidence towards me in full assurance because I have provided the way in to the holiest of all. Someone says, how do we know? How do we know that we're accepted? Hebrew chapter 9 verse 22 says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. The answer is the blood. I'm telling you, you know that God will fill you with the Holy Ghost because of His blood. Because his blood made the way and opened the holiest of all for you. It's not fast songs or slow songs. It's not if you pray for one minute or 30 minutes. It's not if you've walked the chalk long enough to earn it. It's his blood. His blood and only his blood. And you have full assurance of the Holy Ghost because of that blood. It began with the blood. When God made a covenant with, Ab with Adam in the Garden of Eden and promised them a, a Savior, a, 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 a seed of the woman that would come and break the curse of sin, He sealed that covenant with blood when he slew an animal and clothed Adam and Eve with skins they understood that it was the blood that covered their nakedness it was blood it was blood that even began to return them to a, a, a right standing with God and when and when God spoke to Noah and Noah and Noah built an ark and the world was judged when Noah came out of the ark and Noah and God made a covenant Noah offered a burnt offering, a sacrifice, a blood offering where they slew the beast and then burnt the portions unto the Lord. Every time it was by blood. When God called Abraham, Abraham and promised him a son and made a covenant with Abraham, Abraham was required of the Lord to take that son, Isaac, to the top of Moriah, there to offer him. And at the moment when his faith was tried and he was ready to offer for Isaac up then the Lord provided the ram to be the blood sacrifice because everything everything revolved around the blood from the days of Adam all the way until God called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and when they headed out of Egypt and God said I'm taking you out he said you take a lamb of the first year and you put the blood of that lamb on the doorpost of your homes and with the death angel passes 
passes over Egypt. When I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you. He wasn't if they're an Israelite. It wasn't if they had opposed Pharaoh. It wasn't if they had opposed all the ungodliness of Egypt. But the death angel was going to pass over them when he saw the blood. It revolved around the blood. And when Jesus Christ came into the world, he made a covenant with us. A covenant in blood. A covenant that could not be broken. A covenant that could not be questioned. A covenant that is not subject to the scrutiny of religious eyes or the scrutiny of doubt and unbelief. You can draw near with a full assurance. You can draw near with a true heart. Not because of who you are or what you are, but because of of the blood of Jesus Christ uh, the blood of Jesus uh, has opened the way into the Holy Ghost uh, for you and for I Jesus said in Matthew 26 28 he said this is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for many the blood of the New Testament because the New Testament or the New Covenant was replacing, fulfilling the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. Hebrew chapter 9, verses 12 and 13 says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God I'm talking about it was the old you got to understand something the old covenant for four thousand well not four thousand about twenty five hundred years uh, they had taken they had they had taken bulls uh, they had taken lambs they had taken goats and pigeons uh, they had taken four-footed beasts dumb brute beast uh, whose life was not worth 1,000 people's lives uh, whose life was not worth 10,000 people's lives uh, they had taken a brute beast uh, that would wallow in the mud uh, and would get up and eat the grass uh, uh, off the field uh, and an animal that could not help itself uh, and, and whose value was very limited uh, and they would take uh, and they would bring this animal they would bring the best that they could of those dumb brute filthy beast uh, and they would bring those they would take that blood of a beast and put it in the holiest of all on the ark on the mercy seat that covered the ark and that blood that blood was efficacious that blood God acknowledged it that blood said okay God said we're on speaking terms again God said okay I'm not going to hold your sins to your charge okay I'll speak to the high priest okay I'll bring my glory down and his glory would come down and it would abide in that tabernacle and the presence of the Lord would fight for them and the presence of the Lord would lead them and the glory cloud, cloud would overshadow them and they were the people of God because of the blood of a simple dumb brute filthy beast and the writer of Hebrews said if the blood of bulls and goats 
ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. How much more? I'm telling you, if God put value in that, how much more shall the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who through the eternal spirit uh, offered himself without spot unto God, uh, purify your hearts, uh, purge your conscience from dead works uh, to serve the living God. I'm talking apostolics. It's time to start pleading the blood. It's time to start applying the blood. It'll purge your conscience. It'll turn you into the state you ought to be. It'll make you turn your back on old sinful habits. It'll help you break the old sinful habits. It'll get you out of the rut of carnality. When you get a hold of the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, draw near in full assurance by the blood of the spotless Lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of the world. You got to take that blood personal. Did you hear me? You got to take that blood personal. Isaiah said, for he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Oh, we like sheep had gone astray. We had turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was afflicted and he was oppressed. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb before the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb so he opened not his mouth he was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation who shall declare his generation I'll tell you who's going to de declare the generation of the spotless lamb it's those who in true hearts and in full assurance draw near into the holiest of all by that spotless blood that he shed for us And I'm closing Romans chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. It says that, but God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Do you grasp that? When you get to condemning yourself, do you grasp that while we were yet sinners, he died for the ungodly?
But verse 9 is what I love. Much more. <laughs> Just like how much more shall the blood of Christ? Much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. We're justified by his blood. You're not condemned by that blood. When you draw near, you're not condemned by that blood. Your wrongs, your failures, your shortcomings, when you draw near, you don't need to draw near with condemnation. We're not condemned by the spotless blood. We're justified by the blood. He didn't even die for the righteous. He died for the ungodly. His blood was for the sinner. His blood was for the wretched, ungodly, filthy, incorrigible, godless man and woman that lived their life apart from him to whatever degree you did or have. said and we're justified by his blood and we will be saved from wrath. you know there was a man who was raised in an apostolic church in a recent revival he was 35 years old he had never received the Holy Ghost and he received the Holy Ghost I'll never forget that night and you know what was going on we were singing a song about Calvary about the work of Calvary when that man broke through and receive the Holy Ghost. Because. Having therefore brethren boldness. To enter into the holiest of all. By the blood. Of Jesus Christ. By the blood. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost is moving in this place right now. Some of you think you've got to wait till you come to the altar. I'm telling you, you can begin to speak in other tongues just like they did in Acts chapter 10 as you draw near to the holiest of all with a true heart in full assurance. He said, I didn't think I could get it. He said, I just thought it was all, you know, I just thought that for some reason, I mean, I knew, I knew I could, but I had prayed a little bit when I was younger and then I just went away from God for 20 years or so and and, uh, but that night, while we were just singing, he started weeping, stood up, began calling on God, and within minutes, I mean, if it was minutes, better measured in seconds, I suppose, he began speaking in other tongues. And Brother Elder, I'll never forget, with tears squirting out of his eyes, and his old mouth a-working like a, a mule-eating briars. I mean, he was just a-going at it. He was trying to get his eyes open so he could see. And he was looking at his old preacher daddy. And he was trying to tell him I got the Holy Ghost and he couldn't talk without talking in tongues. So he just looked at him and pointed at his mouth while he was like, Glory. Praise God. We'll be saved from wrath through him. You see. You got to put your confidence in the blood. Prayer warrior, when you're praying, put your confidence in his blood. Put your confidence in his blood. 
we have boldness to enter into the holiest of all. Prepare your heart. Put confidence in his word. Entering into the Holy Ghost by the work of Calvary. When Jesus cried, it is finished. The Bible says that the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom. His blood spilled out on the ground. Your way into his presence. Your right. Your bold access. Your undeniable claim to the Holy Ghost and to a fellowship with God was made possible. Let's all stand to our feet. For it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the Oh, not the blood of bulls and goats, but the spotless blood of the Lamb. 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, yes. Worship him, worship him. Rest your confidence in the blood. Rest your confidence in the blood. Plead the blood over your life. Plead the blood in your family. Plead the blood in your heart. Yes, it's by the blood. It flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. His blood was not just blood. How I love this spot. Wash the sin of man. His blood, it heals my body and it sets my spirit free. And I'm so glad this precious blood still flows from Calvary. not just blood how I love this spotless lamb his blood was precious blood it washed the sin of man his blood it heals my body and it sets my spirit free Yes, I'm so glad this prayer.
from Calvary. precious blood it washed the sin of man and his blood heals my body and it sets my spirit free and I'm so glad this precious blood still flows from Calvary just blood how I love the spotless love his blood was precious blood for it washed the sin of man and the Lord's blood it heals my body and it sets my spirit free Oh! 
That's right. 